Philippians chapter 4 from verse 18 to verse 23. 2 Kings chapter 4 from verse 18 to verse 23. We are there, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when the child was grown, it fell on the day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. And she said, What? It shall be well. Tell somebody, It shall be well. It shall be well. Or maybe you should tell the person, It is well. It is well. I speak to somebody's life today and I say, It is well in Jesus' name. The topic I'm going to be discussing with us is the topic, is the message I shared at the RCCD Canada National Prayer Retreat that we had just this uh, on Friday. I was, I was in Calgary on Friday. So if you listen to it, it may sound very familiar. But God has something for you today in Jesus' name. Amen. So the topic is affliction to well-being. Affliction to what? The story of the Shunammite woman is one we are all very familiar with. The Bible says this woman saw Elisha. She perceived that he was a man of God. And the Bible says she constrained him. That means she persuaded him to eat bread in her house. If you look at that 7 Kings chapter 4, verse 8, she constrained him to come and eat in her house. And that reminds me of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, where the Bible says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have done what? Have entertained angels unawares. When Abraham did a similar thing in Genesis chapter 18, from verse 1 to verse 15, Genesis 18, verses 1 to 15, Abraham did a similar thing. The Bible says, Abraham saw some men that were passing in front of his house. He ran unto them. He persuaded them to branch unto him. He fed them. And when those men who turned out to be angels of God were leaving this house, the Bible says, God spoke to them and said, Shall I hide anything from Abraham? Seeing that I know he will teach his children he will bring them up according to the words of the Lord. The Lord gave them, I mean, gave Abraham a promise. When that journey was over, Sarah received the promise of a son. And we know the name of that son is what? Isaac. So Abraham constrained this man to come into his house and he entertained them. This woman constrained Elijah to come into her house and she entertained him. The reward was the same. What was that reward? It was a son for each of them. Each of them was given a peculiar son. A child 
of promise. The Bible says when Elisha was going to give this woman, I mean, was going to pray unto her or give her the promise of a child, she was not expecting it. But brethren, you realize that once she had that child, her life was transformed. And then what happened? One day, affliction struck. One day, the devil made sure that he proved to that woman that peradventure you have forgotten I'm alive. I'm still here. But brethren, God is God. That woman made up her mind that Satan, you were not there when God gave me this child. You cannot take my child away from me. Tell the devil. Now, I'm not saying tell your neighbor. I say tell the devil. Tell the devil. Say, Satan, you cannot take my child away from me. Either you are married or not, say, say Satan, you cannot take my child away from me. He cannot take your gift away from you in Jesus' name. The man of God made a statement. He said, for everything we have and for everything we desire, we must always realize that God is our source. That who is our source? And that's very important. God must be your source. Because if God is your source, when the devil wants to take what God has given I mean, from you, what do you do? You go back to God. You have no business with the devil. You go back to God. And say, Lord, you gave it to me. No one can take it away from me. And I speak to someone in this life here today. Whatever God has given unto you, no one can take from you in Jesus' name. Whatever God has given unto you that the enemy has impaired, God, who is the God of restoration, will do a work of restoration in your life in Jesus' name. The God must be your source. That is the first thing that that man of God said. Number two, the man of God said, you must sow a seed, what he calls a seed faith. And that's what this woman did. She entertained the man of God on a consistent basis without necessarily having an expectation. And that is where we are going to differ from her. Because my message for someone here today is, this year, expect a miracle. I said this year, do what? Expect a miracle. And you will obtain it in Jesus' name. You will receive that miracle in Jesus' name. Let's rise on our feet. I'm going to say a few prayer points and then we'll continue the message. That woman obtained a visitation. What the saving grace for her was that she perceived that this man was a man of God. You say, Father, Father give, me a give me a visitation that will change my life for the better this year. Give me a visitation, oh Lord. That will change my life for the better this year. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Give me a visitation, Father. Give me a visitation that will change my life for the better. Give me a visitation that will change my life for the better in the name of Jesus. Give me a visitation, O Lord, that will change my life for the better. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. We say, Father, Give me a divine encounter for a blessing from you. 
open your mouth and pray. Give me a divine encounter this year, Lord. Give me a divine encounter this year for a blessing from you. A divine encounter this year, O Lord, for a blessing from you in the name of Jesus. Give me a divine encounter this year for a blessing from you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. We say, Father, open my eyes to divine secrets from your word. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Father, open my eyes to divine secrets from your word in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes, O oh Lord, to divine secrets from your word. Open my eyes to divine secrets from your word. Open my eyes to divine secrets from your word. In the name of Jesus. Open my eyes, O oh Lord, to divine secrets from your word. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, Father, Father, I shall not miss my divine opportunities. This season, in the name of Jesus. I shall not miss my divine opportunities. This season, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. We are still going to pray that prayer point. But some of us may not understand that prayer. If that woman had not persuaded Elisha to come into her house, she would have died a barren woman. But she just saw Elisha, she perceived he was a man of God, she persuaded him to come in unto her. And the story is different today. There is a story in your life that needs to change. That story will change today in Jesus' name. I said that story will change today in Jesus' name. You will take that and say, Father, I shall not miss my divine opportunities this season in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. I shall not miss my opportunities, O Lord. 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 Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Let's have our seats. Let's have our seats. The next thing I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question as we, as we discuss that topic further. And the question is simply this. What is affliction? We said the topic is from affliction to well-being. What is affliction? I have four definitions of affliction from the story of that woman that we just read. The first is that affliction is the loss of a divine gift. Affliction is what? The loss of a divine gift. That boy was a divine gift unto that woman. God released that boy into her life to change her situation. We all know the story of Joseph. Why was Joseph afflicted? Joseph was afflicted because he had a real gift from the Lord. He could dream dreams that would tell of the future and he could interpret those dreams as the Lord continued with him. Joseph was a man that was there to his father and was there to God. And his brothers saw it and they became envious of him. And they made up their mind that rather than see these dreams come to pass, they would destroy his future. Did they succeed? Did they succeed? Affliction will not succeed in your life. I say, affliction will not succeed in your life. 
The children of Israel in the land of Egypt were afflicted simply because the Bible says they became great. They did what? In Exodus chapter 1, chapter 1 verse 7, Exodus chapter 1 verse 7, the Bible says the children of Israel were fruitful. Exodus 1 7. They were fruitful. They increased abundantly. They multiplied. They worked exceeding mighty. The land was filled with them. That elicited fear in the lives of the Egyptians. Your progress will make your enemies to be afraid. Amen. I say your progress will instill fear into the lives of your enemies. Amen. They saw the work of God in the lives of the, of, of the children of Israel. The Bible says they began to afflict them. But look at verse 12. Verse 12 says, the more they afflicted them, the more they did what? The more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. In other words, affliction will not stop the work of God in your life. Amen. I say affliction will not stop the work of God in your life. Amen. You will manifest divine glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So affliction, number one, is the loss of a divine gift. Number two, affliction is the loss of a reward. The loss of what? Reward. A reward. That boy was a reward for the good work that that woman did. She didn't set out for it. But God said he will reward her. As he has spoken that he will reward someone here today. Amen. I said God will reward someone here today. Amen. And you will not miss your reward in Jesus' name. Amen. Affliction is the loss of a reward. The devil saw that the good work of this woman was being rewarded by God. And he wanted to say, well, I told you not to be that good. You chose to be good. But that reward I will take away. But he did not succeed. That is the important thing. The devil will not steal your reward in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, the devil will not steal your reward in Jesus' name. Amen. It's not because he did anything wrong. In Job chapter 3, Job chapter 3, verse 26, Job made a statement. He said, I was not in safety. Neither had I rest. Neither was I quiet. Yet what came? What came? Trouble, Trouble came. I didn't rest. I did what I should do, yet trouble came. But then it's good to realize that, brethren, the Bible says the end of Job was better than his beginning. And I speak to somebody's life here today. Your end will be better than your beginning. And this word is especially to someone who recently came here from whatever country you came. Things were good there. Things were rosy. And it looks as if things are down here. But the Lord is saying to you this, this morning, your end will be better than your beginning. Amen. In other words, there will come a day that you will look back and you will say, thank God I came. Amen. There will come a day you will look back and you will say, thank God I took the steps I took. Amen. You will be rewarded in Jesus' name. Number three, affliction is the loss of joy. The loss of what? The loss of joy. When this woman did not have this son, she knew she didn't have a child. But I can assure you, brethren, she could not have understood the joy she was missing until she had that child. 
Because once the child came into our family, there was a divine turnaround. Or maybe I call it a divine upside down. You know what I mean? Before the child came, maybe she could sleep for nine hours in the night, no problem. Once the child came, maybe she could sleep for two hours at a time. And then the child will be crying, he needs milk. And he needs water. But there was joy. Is that not so? Yes, there was joy in doing it that, oh, so me too. This is my home. She was happy. Your joy will be full. I said your joy will be full. That was the joy the enemy saw. And he said, I will deny you of that joy. Did he succeed? He failed. He will fail in your situation. Whatever the enemy has taken away from you with the intention of stealing your joy, there shall be divine restoration today in Jesus' name. We all know the story of that woman we we refer to as the widow of Nain. In Luke chapter 7 from verse 11 to verse 15. That she was a widow means she had lost her husband. And then she had an only son. And that stealer of joy knew no other place to go but to her house to take the only source of joy she had left. But God intervened on her behalf. Jesus met her and her joy was restored. Jesus is here to meet you today. And your joy shall be restored. In the name of Jesus. In whatever way your joy has been tampered with, there shall be divine restoration today in Jesus' name. Number four. Affliction is that which makes it difficult for you to worship God the way you want to worship Him. You know you want to worship God. You are just hindered. You just at times you are just overwhelmed by the circumstances, by the situation, by the things around you. The Bible says the moment this woman had her soul restored back to her, she did what? She worshipped. Brethren, it wasn't Elijah who was worshipping. Who was he worshipping? The God of Elisha. Affliction is that which makes it difficult for you to worship God. But I can give you an assurance. By the time you live there today, you will find joy in worshipping God. By the time you live here today, that joy of worshipping God will be fully restored to you in Jesus' name. The children of Israel found themselves in a similar situation in Psalm 37. Verse 1. You know that passage very well. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept. When we remembered Zion, we hand our hearts upon the widows in the midst thereof. For there, they that carried us away captive required of us a song. They that wasted us required of us mad, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. Look at their response. How shall we sing the Lord's song? In a strange land. Maybe you've been in a strange land that has made it difficult for you to sing the Lord's song. You will be restored today in Jesus' name. Yeah. I said you will be restored today in Jesus' name. Yeah. So that is affliction. So what is what's the meaning of wellness? Affliction to what? To wellness. Wellness simply means restoration. Amen. Wellness means what? Restoration. restoration. Everything that was stolen from that woman was restored unto her because he decided, I will not take no for an answer. She made up her mind. 
that Satan, whatever you have not given unto me, you cannot take away from me. She made up her mind that Satan, whatever you have given unto me, is not staying in my house today. Can I take your load and do what? And go. You've got to make up your mind that every load of the devil belongs to the devil and not to you. You have to make up your mind that whatever God has not given unto you is back to Satan. Say back to Satan. Whatever is not of God in your life is sent back to send that today in Jesus' name. Yeah. Wellness simply means restoration. What is your affliction this morning? Where do you need wellness? Is it a sickness? Is it a doctor's report? Is it a letter from your place of work? What is it that you want God to attend to? There shall be a divine restoration today. Amen. I say there shall be a divine restoration today. But I don't know you are here this morning. And you have a report that does not give you joy. And you want to commit that report unto the Lord. You know, when I was preparing this message... I, like I said, I, it was a, a message I gave at the National Prayer Retreat. And this was something the Lord impressed on my mind. That there's someone in that uh, 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 program that had a report that a person should do what? Bring the report to the altar. And I said it the way the Lord gave it to me. Nobody came forward. Then after the program, Abraham came and met me. And he said, that word you said is for me. He said because the previous day he got a message that his mom had something, maybe cancer or whatever, I don't remember again. And his mom was in the hospital. And that same day, the wife, he was told that, uh, what is it? What is that thing? That fibroid burst within her. She was bleeding. And so it became an issue for the hospital. And he said the reason he did not come forward was that because he, I said if you have a report and he didn't have the paper in his hand. That's why he didn't come forward. Well, thank God that gave me a better understanding of what the Lord told me. But this morning, you don't need to have a paper in your hand. You have a report that you have received that one thing or the other is contrary to God's plan and purpose for your life. This morning, just come to the altar and pray. Come and commit that report to the hands of the Lord and it will answer you. For a minute, if that applies to you, just come forward, just kneel down on the altar here, pray unto God, and then we'll go to our, our, some prayer sessions, that, I mean, some prayer points that we have here. You have a report that, is, that has been given unto you. And you want to tell God that on a day like this, you have spoken. I need you to take this report away from me, Father. Commit it to the hands of the Lord. Give it up to Him. Just come and pray. You are coming before the living God. I don't know what that report is. I don't need to know it. I can't help anyone. But God can help you. God can help you. And He will give you a testimony this morning as you kneel before the throne of grace. You are coming to stand before the living God. Commit that report to Him. 
There's a song we sing that says, turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to him now. And you, can, and you shall smile the rest of your days. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to him now. Turn it over to Jesus. And you shall smile the rest of your days. Turn that report over to Jesus right now. Let his name and his name alone be glorified. He's the only one that can help you. Is the God, the Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess, of things in heaven above, of things on earth, of things underneath the earth. Tell him you need his touch. Tell him, Lord, I need your touch. I need your touch. Oh, is it a, is it a letter? Tell him, Lord, touch that letter. Is it a situation in your place of work? Tell him, Lord, touch this situation. Is it a medical report? Tell him, Lord. If you don't touch this, this situation, no man can, no man will. But you can. And I bring this report unto you right now. Touch this, touch this situation. Yes, you are here for a miracle. Remember what I said at the beginning? Expect a miracle. As you are praying now, expect a miracle. Take hold of that miracle. Oh, the Lord is here to answer you. The Lord is here to meet with you. The Lord is here to meet with you. Oh, so shall it be. So shall it be. So shall it be. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for this, your children. Father, you have, they have come out to meet with you and to meet with no man. You know the heartaches of your children. Father, meet them at that point right now in the name of Jesus. From this day, Father, because we stand on your word, let there be a divine turnaround. Let there be a divine transformation. Father, that which has been a thing of shame, let it become an item of glory. Amen. That for which the world has been looking at your children and laughing at them. The world will come and rejoice with them in the name of Jesus. Amen. That road that the world has declared Lord. The word of God is a father. And I declare that door open right now in the name of Jesus. Every sickness, O oh Lord, that has been brought before you on this altar right now. Because you are seeing Jehovah Rapha. You are seeing God and healing. Father, heal in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your children have come to bow down unto you and unto no man. Heal these ones in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, heal these ones in the name of Jesus. Amen. Perfect your work in the lives of these your children. Thank you, Heavenly Father. It is done, O oh Lord. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. God bless you. God, just shake hands with me before you go. Shake hands with me before you go. Congratulations. God bless you. Congratulations. God bless you, man. Congratulations. God bless you. 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 Sister Mary, congratulations. God bless you. You will have a wonderful testimony this year in Jesus' name. Congratulations. God bless you. Congratulations. God bless you. Congratulations. God bless you. Congratulations, 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 God bless you. I want to enjoy you, brethren. I've said that at the beginning and I'm saying it again. Expect a miracle. I say, expect a miracle. It shall be permanent in Jesus' name. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. We are going to pray in twos.
You are going to hold your, I mean, somebody beside you, just hold the hand of that person. In twos, just two people, in twos. Find somebody we can pray with, because you are going to pray for that person. And the person will pray for you. In twos, in twos. Somebody you can pray for that will pray for you. There's a sister here. There's a sister here. She needs someone. In twos. Who, who is coming? Who is going? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know the story of... Oh, yeah, you can join bro. I mean, you know the story of Job. The Bible says the Lord turned around the captivity of Job. When he did what? Does anybody remember? When he did what? When he prayed for his friends. So, if you are not praying for the person whose hands you are holding, you are, you, are, you are cheating yourself. Is somebody with me? You are going to pray. You say, Father, Father restore unto this your son or your daughter what the enemy has stolen from him. Or what the Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. It's a time of testimony. Father, restore. Restore unto your son. Restore unto your daughter. Whatever the enemy has stolen from your children. Restore unto them. Restore unto them. In the name of Jesus. Restore unto your children. Restore. Let the God of restoration. Father, restore whatever they have stolen in the name of Jesus. Restore whatever they have stolen and let them be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Now we can let go of our hands. We are going to pray for ourselves. The Bible tells me, brethren. The Bible tells me. In Genesis 29, verses 31 and 32, that when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. Now look at verse 32. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely the Lord has done what? The Lord has done what? Look upon my affliction. He said, now therefore my husband will love me. So it means God sees affliction. God does what? And brethren, affliction differs. What is the affliction upon one individual might not be the same as for another person. You are going to pray. You say, Father. Father. And before we go, maybe you have none. If you have none, Every prayer point I give, just say, Father, pray for the pastor, okay? I have quite a few. So if you have none, because you may not like the prayer point, say, how can pastor say that I have affliction? I don't have, don't worry. You just say, Father, the pastor's affliction. And then you pray the prayer point. Are we together? Say, Father, Father behold my affliction. Behold my and hear me today. Hear me. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Behold my affliction. Hear me today. Answer me today. Behold my affliction. Hear me today, Lord. Answer me today. In the name of Jesus. Behold my affliction, O Lord. Hear me today. Answer me today. 
The Bible says in Genesis chapter 16, verse 11. Genesis chapter, it says, And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael. He said, Because the Lord has had thy affliction. Brethren, it is something that speaks that is hard. Is that also? Yes. So when the Bible is saying God had affliction, it means affliction speaks. And brethren, affliction speaks in many ways. There are names that they call you that you don't even know. Is that also? Yes, because of that affliction that is associated with you. He said that one. Since the day he left this country, he has amounted to nothing. That is a name. That is a affliction that is speaking. God will reverse it today in Jesus' name. Yes. He cannot keep a job for more than six months. That is a name. That is affliction. God will reverse it today in Jesus' name. There's so many other names. You say, Father, Father hear my affliction. And answer me today in the name of Jesus. Hear my affliction, O Lord. Hear my affliction, O Lord. And answer me today in the name of Jesus. Hear my affliction. And answer me today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, Father, silence the voice of affliction. In my life for good today. In the name of Jesus. Silence the voice of affliction in my life, O Lord. Silence the voice of affliction in my life, O Lord. Ah, Father. Silence the voice of affliction in my life. In the name of Jesus. Silence the voice of affliction in my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. In Genesis 31, from verse 38 to verse 42, we see Jacob recounting what would have happened to him in the house of Laban. He said, I mean, Laban had taken advantage of him in many ways. But look at verse 42. He said, except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the fear of Isaac, had been with me. Surely you will have sent me away now empty. He said, God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands. And he rebuked it yesterday. Because God went and told Laban, you better don't say anything to that young man. Either good or evil. God fought for Jacob. You are going to pray. He said, Father, restore my lost years. In the name of Jesus, restore my lost years. Restore my lost years. Restore my lost years. In Jesus' name, we are praying. We are still going to take that prayer point. I'm sure some of us understand what I'm saying. Many of us have been stranded for seven years, for five years, for three years. You cannot do what you want to do for one reason or the other. They call. Just to marry his, I mean his two wives, he lost 14 years. Do you have to work for your father-in-law for 14 years to marry your wife? That's why that prayer point is very important. God can restore whatever you have lost. 
It doesn't take him 24 hours to do it. If I, he wants to do it right now, who will God do it for? You say, Father, restore my lost years. In the name of Jesus, restore my lost years. In the name of Jesus, restore my lost years, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, Father, fight for me. And let me not be sent away empty. Ah, fight for me, O oh Lord. Fight for me, O oh Lord. Let me not be sent away empty. Let me not be sent away empty. Let me not be sent away empty, O oh Lord. Fight for me, O oh Lord. I will not be sent away empty. In the name of Jesus. I will not be sent away empty. In the name of Jesus. Ah, I will not be sent away empty. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Say, Father, rebuke every enemy in my life today. In the name of Jesus. Before we pray, before we pray, the Bible tells us in the book of Jude, verse 9. Jude, only one chapter. He said, Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Does not bring against him a railing accusation. But said what? The Lord rebuked him. It's a very simple and powerful prayer point. So when you are telling the Lord to rebuke every enemy in your life, your enemy may not necessarily be a human being, though. Because I said, don't be thinking that of your mother-in-law or father-in-law. That enemy could be poverty. That enemy could be failure. That enemy could be a principality. You make progress up to a point, and you find that you cannot go beyond that point. That is an enemy. When the Lord rebukes that enemy, it is uprooted. If God did not rebuke the wall of Jericho, the children of Israel would not have progressed in the promised land. Say, Father, Father rebuke every enemy in my life today. In the name of Jesus. Rebuke every enemy in my life today. In the name of Jesus. Rebuke every enemy. Rebuke every enemy in my life today. In the name of Jesus. Rebuke every enemy in my life today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Now we want to pray a prayer of restoration. And you are going to pray. Now we talk of Father, restore my lost virtue. I have a list of things. I'm going to mention all of them. But you could even add to it. So I say, restore my lost virtue. Restore my lost rewards. Restore my lost joy. Restore my joy of worship. Restore my health. There could be other things you want to, you want to add to it. But the fact is that you are praying for what? Restore. Say, Father, restore my lost gifts. Restore my lost virtues. Restore my lost rewards. Restore my lost joy. Restore my joy of worship. Restore my health, O Lord. 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 Father, this is a day of restoration. Yes, Lord, restore. Restore, restore, restore. Restore, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 14. Jeremiah 17, verse 14. Jeremiah 17, verse 14. 
Is somebody going to, I want it to be shown on the screen. I want it, okay. It says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Then it says, why? For thou art what? So we are going to praise God for five minutes. Brethren, God has done a lot of things in the church today. I want to put a seal of performance upon it. So we'll praise God for how many minutes? Five minutes only. Is the choir with me or not? They didn't answer me. We are going to praise God for five minutes. Amen. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Amen.